Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. That song does not represent today's story. <laughs> just thought it was uh, just a good song. Just like the song. Just like the song. Um, today, uh, it's it's Edward and myself. Edward, how yes, are sir. you, man? I'm I'm doing well. You I'm, good? Uh, yes, sir. I'm I'm not looking forward to going back to work today, but. Uh, I guess we gotta gotta fucking do it. Don't yeah, we, I um I was like, hey, can you do a podcast real early in the morning? And he said, yeah. And then when my alarm clock went off, I was like, man, was that a good idea or not? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, but it's good, man. We gotta um we're still trying to work everybody's schedules out and with, uh, with my new job, and then everybody's kind of busy right now. So, um, you may hear me and Ed. You may hear me and Arlo. I think Darius is gonna make an appearance back. And of course, you'll have the rest of us uh, all together uh, in the evenings when we when we're able to to bust a few out. So, but uh, just be patient till we get our schedule worked out, and uh, we appreciate you listening. And also, if you could do us a gigantic, huge favor, please always remember to subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to, uh, and also give us a good five star rating if you can. That just helps all the algorithms out, and it pushes us uh, a. a closer to the top from the big giant pool of podcasts that we are swimming around in every day yep that does help it's uh is it like white water you're just kind of swimming around and everybody else is filth and piss and it's kind of kind of what it feels kids like. throw up yep. i don't know get out and somebody else's pubes are on the side of your leg very <laughs> better on your leg than your chin so it's always that's what i always say um I don't know. Was you ever a big fan of uh, water parks, like white water and stuff? Yeah, uh, you know, I as a kid always wanted to go. I was like, oh man, like, you know, I can't wait to go to white water, or you know. But then uh, the Lemmers kid uh, gets a coli, <laughs> yeah, in, in the mid nineties, yeah. And, and my parents were like, "You're not ever going to white water." <laughs> well, that's funny because uh, you had uh, E. coli, and then uh, when I was growing up, everybody was afraid to get herpes. In really? The pool. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, like a herpes infection in your eyeball. Oh wow. Yeah. 
Apparently it was a thing. Maybe it was a lie. My parents told me to keep from having to take me to, to Whitewater, though. That's a big. That's a big possibility. It, it very well could be. You know, parents are funny like my, that. My pops don't drive too further, too far past uh, Cartersville. Yeah. Uh, so that might have been, uh, he's like, fuck no, we're not doing that. And you'll get herpes. Don't could, ask again. Could Fair enough, been. dad. I like my vision. <laughs> I wait till I'm older to get that yep. in a different, more fun way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we ever went just cause, uh, amusement parks are irritating. They're fun. Yeah. A lot of fun, but in between the 13 seconds you're on the ride yeah it's hot and the line sucks yeah it's miserable and uh i I, now i did go i did go when i got older i think i took tyler when he was little and we probably weren't there 10 minutes and this kid's running like calling ass and he tries to stop his feet slip out from under him like hits the back of his head on the concrete and it's like that's the worst thud sound you could ever like and the kid's out cold you know everybody's freaking out and i was like see this is why we don't come to Whitewater. Yep. Herpes and concussions. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I, I I didn't really care for water parks. And people would get excited about, oh, we got to pass the Whitewater for the summer. Oh, well, great. Don't call me. I don't, I'm out. <laughs> so, Well, good, good. You get at least one hospital trip out of this. Yeah. <laughs> you can get like a hospital trip or you can get a lifelong disease. Uh, this is true. So, yeah, yeah, because herpes never goes away. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps giving you around, Clark. Ooh, wouldn't that be some shit? To get that terrible. as a kid at Whitewater yeah. and have herpes and yeah. until you get on out of this world? Yeah. God almighty. Yeah, like I said, there's a much more fun way to catch it. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> it just depends is. on what you want to swim in. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how much longer you guys got? Baby's on the way. Uh, we getting there. His due date is September 30th. Although um, we both tend to think she's a little further along than what they think. Yeah. Yeah. See that 7 a.m. call time. Excuse me, buddy. Ooh, rough. It's rough. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, everything's going real well. She's Good. just in that very uncomfortable stage of yeah. it right now. Oh my God. And it's so damn hot every single day. Oh, I yeah. woke up this morning because it was hot in our bedroom. Like it was yeah. hot. I mean, our air conditioners probably get the tongue wagon hanging out of it outside. <laughs> but, uh, ours is having a hard time keeping up. Man, I don't know. I don't even want to look at my power bill. I don't even want it's to think crazy. about it. It's going to be 500 bucks probably. Yeah. It's She's like crazy. And everybody's like, it's not going to be that much, dude. You just wait. <laughs> It's summertime down here. Y'all gonna, a lot catch, different. y'all gonna catch my ass over there in West Rome selling my plasma, pay my power bill. Hell yeah! Is there somewhere I can jerk off for money? <laughs> Preferably in a lab, and, and <laughs> not in some dark, seedy room. <laughs> that plasma is quite lucrative, isn't it? I, apparently, apparently, it is. And, and you know what's crazy? When they first brought that in there, I was like, man, that thing ain't gonna even last long. There's no way it's gonna last long. We drove past it yesterday, and it just kind of reflects on the times we're living in. There wasn't a fucking parking place. You would have thought it was Black Friday sale at Walgreens. No yeah. shit. I told her, I was like, look over there how many cars are there. I mean, it's, I mean, you couldn't park. There's nowhere to park. Yeah. But, you know, what is it? <clears throat> I think you get like 650 bucks. Do you really? I think. That's what you get. I think. Up no to shit. 650, I think. I don't know, so wow yeah so i think if i can do it once a month i can pay my power bill hell yeah at least have some money for a, a soft drink that's, a, that's a real uh real sign of the times it, it really is we're, it's kind of terrifying selling bodily fluids yeah. to uh 
to, to make ends meet. What a crazy fucking time to be alive. Yeah. Hey, seriously, when you drive past there, pay attention to it and see. Just see well, if it's, it's like that. I'll tell you, it's crazy how often you see somebody pull out that CSL plasma card. <laughs> To pay for something at the at, at oh a, no shit they pay you on a card oh yeah oh so it's all monitored oh yeah track. they got a debit card and you'll get a tax uh get get, get some tax golly they're taxing you for your own bodily fluids man that's fucking bonkers dude <laughs> I can't even comprehend it it's that's like, crazy it. as hell yeah. yeah they've literally found a way to tax come. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they've been doing that in the porn industry for years, so that's not a new, that's not a new thing. <laughs> How fucked is that? I, I don't know, man. I just you're going to get taxed on something your body naturally produces. produces yeah, yeah. My mind is blown at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know it. Holy I know. shit! Dude. I never thought about it like that till just now. So it's uh, yeah. You Good can't times. tell me you get up there and you make. Shit, let's say you do this. How often can you do plasma? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think you can do it. I wouldn't think you could do it once a month. I think it may be like maybe two months. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm ignorant. You want to Google? Let's Google. Yeah, let's Google. Let's take a look at it. So Let's see. Let's see what old Googers says. Let's hey, Siri, how often can I donate plasma? Let's see what she says. Oh my God, she's twenty eight days. She said twenty eight days. I like that. I love that accent. Well, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eight days. Yeah, I got to figure out a way to masturbate with Siri. <laughs> well, <laughs> just don't claim any any funds on it, and you'll be good. So, um, so you're about to have a, a baby. Right, y'all about to have a baby. Yes, sir. My oldest baby, my my twenty year old, he decided that he was going to go get married, and he got married. Surprise, That's crazy. surprise, dad! I'm married. Meet yeah. your new daughter in law. So, it, and you hadn't met her. Oh yeah, no, we met her. Okay, yeah, we met her. She's really sweet. We good like deal. her. So good she's deal. super nice. Hell so, yeah. yeah. Well, good man. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, he's, it's exciting. And he uh, he's been working on an album with a group of people. That, oh wow! That's, they're finished. The album's complete. Uh, I don't have the information of what the name of the album is, but it's like Southern Rock. Yeah. So Todd did a bass line on the whole thing. So, oh, wow. And if y'all remember early on in our episodes in the very beginning, first year we did it, uh, you can hear his, like, uh, he he did the intro with a guitar. It's kind of bluesy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Todd's, Todd's doing things, man. Getting married and playing. Well, uh, that's awesome. Got, a, got an album coming out. They got a, they're scheduling up a gig and I think this summer sometime. So, uh, right. in Atlanta. Of all places. I was like, damn, just go ahead and get it. Go on down there and get it. Dude, that's what's up. Yeah, so I'm proud of him. He's doing good. So job, Tyler. We're proud of you, buddy. <clears throat> let's let's jump into this this uh this morning's episode. I, I when I first ran across this, I was I thought that I had read this story before. Yeah. But it was not the same story. And then the more I read this, the more <laughs> fucking disturbed I was. So it's uh yeah, it's you you don't run across this one every day. No, and here the, here's the thing: when when you got Ed and myself in here, and it's just Ed and myself, we are going to find the most bizarre, fucked up story <laughs> we could possibly find to talk about. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and let's go ahead and jump into uh, Anatoly. Uh, is it Moskvin's? Yeah, uh, he was known as the 
what was it the um, the the cemetery historian the cemetery historian they they his nickname was uh what would they call him the the what is it the mummy what was it i can't remember what they called him so but anyways so if you if you thought that uh like me growing up as a kid going the to, lord of the mummies the lord of the mummies mm-hmm. yeah. or the perfumer the perfumer i like yeah. that one better that was a little more creepy yeah it is um i had growing up man if you ever had to go to a funeral it freaked me out like i couldn't be in, I, I didn't like to be in the room with a body i knew it was harmless yeah. but i just didn't want to look at it it's really disturbing to me and even now yeah. when people pass away i won't go up to the casket i wouldn't try to remember them for who they were i don't yeah. want to see them laying there dead i'll make yeah. up whatever so but uh this cat took it to a whole new level uh even as a young boy yeah, um, and uh, he started out. Uh, there was a funeral, and he somehow some older boys got they wrangled him in and and trapped him in the like, kind of cornered him in the room with the body. Yeah, and they forced him to kiss the dead body. And this was when he's a kid; he's a little boy. Oh yeah, he said he kissed it, and then he kissed it again, and he kissed, kissed it, it again, again, and he kissed it again. And then this motherfucker was just making out with his <laughs> dead person. <laughs> So uh, I think the guys that probably was trying to play a joke on him or be cruel to him was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's yeah, yeah, Something's he ended up getting them. <laughs> Something's wrong with this kid. So, oh, so. oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, Moskvin, he loved history. He spoke 13 languages. He traveled extensively. He taught at a college level. He was a journalist uh, for uh, Russia's fifth largest city. Uh, he was also the self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries and dubbed himself what is that a necropolist yeah that was the title he gave himself Uh, he was close (laughs) they called his work priceless uh some of his colleagues but too bad his experience and unhealthy new he took his expertise to an unhealthy level because in 2011 (laughs) the historian was arrested after bodies of 29 girls between the ages of 3 and 25 were found mummified in his cluttered hoarded apartment now i heard people hoarding animals heard people hoarding books people hoarding garbage never heard about a motherfucker hoarding dead bodies no you don't run across that one very often that's uh that's a new one so um (laughs) oh my god it's it's hard to even understand how to even talk about it 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 really is we're gonna do the best we can with it so (laughs) um I don't understand. I, I just, I don't. I, I mean, he's claimed of, he regularly visited 752 separate cemeteries. Yeah. I mean, this some bitch would walk up to 20 miles a day. He slept on hay bales and drank water from puddles. <laughs> it's like, it's like American pickers, but he's just traveling around picking up dead bodies. Yeah. Now, is he... I don't know. It was very funny yesterday when I told my lady, I was like, yeah, I said, I'm going to get up early in the morning and go to a podcast with Rob. And uh, she said, okay, cool. What are y'all covering? I said, uh, where did I said, this is going to be something pretty simple. I think, I said, I think the story is, I think we're going to do a guy that basically he just, um, he basically has a bunch of like dolls and, uh, he keeps them in his house. And then, uh, then they found out that they were actually, uh, dead women and, and girls and he made mummies out of them i said we'll go cut grass babe i love you <laughs> did she lock the door behind yeah. you when you left what the fuck <laughs> so when we talked about him kissing the girl uh the dead girl um he 
he goes back to that and he says he kissed her once, he kissed her again and again. And the grieving girl's mother then, oh, this is even better. The grieving mother put a wedding ring on his finger and a wedding <laughs> ring on his on her dead daughter's finger. Yes. My strange marriage to Natasha Petrov was useful, Muskman said. Uh, strange indeed. Very strange indeed. Uh, he also led to believe that in in magic and ultimately a fascination with the death, whether the story is even true or beside the point by now, uh, his disturbing thoughts and plots and schemes went unchecked for more than 30 years. So do you really think the dead girl's mom's like, Oh, you get them kiss her. No, you're going to make an honest dead body out of, you're going to make an honest <laughs> dead girl out of her. You will marry her. Yes. Uh, it sounds and then like you're going to, to me, jail. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like to me he's in a fucked up community. Yeah. I mean, if that's happening and you got guys cornering you, forcing you to kiss a corpse. Yeah. You know, I mean. And, and apparently that's what started it. He he spent his days as a schoolboy just wandering through cemeteries. I mean, if there was a whole lot going on in that city, this motherfucker wouldn't have ended up traveling through 752 different cemeteries. He'd have, you know started baseball or something. Yeah. It's not like traveling to baseball stadiums. No. You know, it's a little different. This isn't like stamp collecting. No. <laughs> he claimed to visited up to seven hundred and twenty five cemeteries. Uh so he was he was a busy man. He was a busybody. He was a man about town. Teaching college and <laughs> speaking thirteen languages and digging up dead chicks and stuffing them with Music boxes. That's a weird thing, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I think that is something right there. And it, I think it's just because of the nature of it and what it is. I've always thought the macabre and stuff like that, if you got into that, would become very addicting. He actually posted a documentary series of his travels and discoveries, and it was it was entitled, I didn't even try to see if this was still out there. I don't know if I'd watch it, but Great Walks Around Cemeteries, and the other one was called What the Dead Said. Yes. It was like, <laughs> wear a condom. <laughs> Man. Um, he even spent nights sleeping in coffins ahead of the deceased person in the funeral. Uh, observations were just more than just observations. What was he doing in the in the damn coffin? Well, we people? I think we all know he was masturbating viciously. Yeah. <laughs> what was the story we did on the on the chick that did this in California? You remember yes. that? Yes. Yeah, and now she just changed her name and works at a fucking dry cleaners or something, and nobody. <laughs> so she says. Nobody's the wiser. I mean, just that lady went from I'm having sex with dead people because I'm an embalming assistant to. I'm just living a different life now. Yeah. There's no... no nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you just can't sweep that under the rug, so... No. That's not one you just stop doing like being a Shriner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. And, fellas, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Skin Care for Dudes is finally available. When we all hit about 35, let's be honest, we could use a little help in that category. Caldera Lab has been pushing the science further for people like you and myself. Thanks to their rigorous formulation process, my skin is looking and feeling better on the daily. This super potent botanical concentrate is a result of augmenting wild medicinal botanicals with organic plant-based actives. And what that means to me and you is better looking skin. 
head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, hit the link, and get started today. Let me recommend the regimen. It's got the clean slate, the good, and the base. Caldera Labs also offers a 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied, so there's nothing to lose. Hey, you may still be ugly, but at least your skin will look good. In 2009, uh, loved ones started uh, discovering that the graves were desecrated and sometimes completely dug up in the area. And the Russian Interior Minister spokesman, uh, General Valery, uh, it's like uh, Grabakin, told the uh, CNN initially, and this is where the, the, they went. They thought that it was people were desecrating Muslims' uh, graves. Yeah. That's what they thought. It was a like an anti-terrorist group uh, spe- or extremist group. Extremist. <laughs> it was Juneteenth <laughs> yesterday. Extremist group. Um, I shouldn't say that. So. Um, I don't know, man. Did you, I'm just going to say this. They made a statue for people to take pictures of in front of for Juneteenth. Really? And it was a giant Afro pick with a fist on top of it. If that's not the most fucking racist thing I've ever really? heard of in my life. I'm a, if you're if you're one of our listeners and you're African American, uh is that racist? I, I would be a, totally fucking offended if somebody yeah, it's not about the whole like it didn't really have anything to do with the whole black power thing. No, this is a completely no, separate. No, it's how a stereotype. Much that make? Yeah. I mean, it's almost, and, and I'm going to say this, it's almost like yeah. giving them like a bucket of chicken to stand in front of and take pictures. Yeah. I, well, I mean, seriously, if yeah. you if you listen to us and you're African-American, please inbox me. Let me know. I thought the pick was, was pretty, There's there could have been so many other different things to use yeah. than, than a pick. Yeah, you would have thought they'd have went with. It was really tacky, really tacky. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was okay. I, I didn't think it was okay, but it, you know, it was up to them. So, uh, who am I to say anything? <laughs> I'll stop talking now. Um, for two years, they started tracking this, uh, trying to track this individual down. They had uh, shoe prints of areas where graves have been robbed. Um, they were just trying to gather as much evidence as they could because. Truly, they thought it was the extremist group um, just desecrating graves. That's what they thought it was. And now, hey, guess what? <laughs> you was wrong. Yeah. yeah, you was dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he was finally caught. Eight police officers went to his apartment after they apprehended him at a grave uh, of one of the Muslims gather one of the Muslim graves gathering evidence. Um, and there, what they found shock them. It shocked, it shocked them to their core, and then it shook the whole world up. Ha ha! Y'all thought this was some simple shit. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Forty-eight-year-old <laughs> um, who lived with his parents in a small apartment. A small apartment. You know what's crazy is he's tried to adopt children. Yeah. He yeah. tried to adopt, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to adopt children, but they wouldn't because he didn't make enough money. So yep. he's like, well, I was and okay. he lived with his damn parents. I'll fucking go dig one up. <laughs> keep your keep your live kids. These are low maintenance. Um, so they go to this uh, this pack rat type apartment. It's, there's shit everywhere. There's a video, a little bit of a clip of a video I watched, and it's like an episode of Hoarders. Oh, God. Like a bizarre episode. Yeah, like the worst one. Uh Inside, the authorities found life-size doll-like figures throughout the apartment. Uh, the figures resembled, resembled antique dolls. There's lots of pictures. We'll post some pictures. 
Um, I posted one on Twitter last night. Um, they wore very fine, uh, very varied clothing. Some wore knee-high boots. I guess that was to keep her leg from falling off. <laughs> Others had makeup all over their faces and covered in fabric. He also hid their hands in fabric, except these were not dolls. They were mummified corpses of human girls. This was 2011. Holy shit, This dude. wasn't like a, I mean, it wasn't a very long time ago. So his parents had to know he was fucking these things, dude. How did they not know? Y'all live in a little ass a little apartment. apartment. Could you imagine what that place smelled like? Ugh. The police went to move one of the bodies and it played music as if it was on cue because inside of the chest of many of the dolls, he had embedded music boxes. <laughs> There were also photographs and plaques taken off of graystone, uh, graystones, gravestones, and doll-making manuals and maps of local cemeteries strewn about his apartment. Police even discovered the clothes worn by the mummified corpses were the clothes, clothes that were actually buried in. Holy shit. The investigators found out the music boxes or toys inside the bodies of uh, the bodies of the dead girls um they were actually placed there so they would make a sound or a noise when he touched them, which is, I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably just stop talking about this now. God almighty, I'm not eating dude. breakfast. Um, there are also personal belongings and clothing inside the home of some of the mummies. One mummy had a piece of her own gravestone with her name scrawled on it inside of her body. Another contained a hospital tag with a date and the cause of death of the, of the little girl's death. A dried human heart was also found in another body. Wow, um, so you got to think these cops walked into this apartment and all they see is doll clothing, dolls, and like cemeteries with strings thumbtacked across everywhere he's visited. Are you trying to solve a murder? Like, no, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He also admitted that he would stuff decayed corpses with rags. Then he would wrap nylon tightly around their face uh, or fat or fashion doll faces onto them, uh, which one of them, I think one of them had like a stuffed animal's face on the head. Of, I don't know, dude. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girl's eye sockets so they could watch cartoons with him. Yeah. He's a grown man watching cartoons with dead people. The historian uh, said that he mostly loved his girls, uh, though there were a few dolls in his garage, which he claimed to uh, have outgrown and began to dislike. So there was some <laughs> more. He said he dug up graves of the girls because he was lonely. He said he wanted his, he was single and his biggest dream was to have children. And again, like we had stated, he tried to adopt and Russia was like, you don't have any, you don't have enough money, but maybe they were just like, no, you're fucking weird, dude. And you'll molest a kid. I so think that so that's, probably that's, a, that's a hard no from me. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a no from me too, dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to California. Your journey ends here. Uh, he also added that he had done this because he had waited for a long time for science to bring back the, uh, bring back the dead back to life. So he was, he was anticipating uh, bringing all these these girls back to life. And just having a little apartment full of dead girls. In and the in the meantime, a simple solution of salt and baking soda was used to preserve the girls. He celebrated the birthdays of his dolls as if they were his own children. His parents claimed to quote unquote not know anything about his dolls. <laughs> I believe as a, a parent, I'd have had a question or two. As to where the fuck these things are coming from, why does my house smell like a here's, open grave? Here's how that conversation went. Don't say anything. 
He's gonna kill us and stuff us. <laughs> he's gonna do. He's gonna make us do things. You wanna get fucked like one of them dolls? All right, Betsy, keep your shut mouth the fuck shut. Up. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> keep your mouth shut, Natasha. <laughs> um, yeah, his mom, Elvira, the professor's then seventy-six-year-old mom. When we saw the dolls, we didn't suspect any suspect anything, and we had no idea there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was just a hobby to make such a big doll and didn't see anything wrong with it. You didn't fucking smell something wrong with it? Elvira? Uh, it is. <sighs> the shoes in his apartment matched the footprints found around uh, the several graves. Uh, so they did find the shoes. Evidence is everywhere. I mean, there's dead stuffed bodies. I think the shoe prints are a little irrelevant at this point. <laughs> don't even need them, guys. Thanks for bringing that up. Don't even. Do we don't even need them for the case? No, we're good. <laughs> we have all we need in, in the uh, in the uh, form of twenty nine dead bodies. <laughs> so um, after authorities discovered the twenty nine life size dolls in his apartment, they ranged anywhere from the age of three to twenty five. One corpse he kept for nearly nine years. He was good at what he did. Let's go yeah. ahead. And, let's go ahead and give him some kudos <laughs> for that. He should have. He should have got into some kind of taxidermy business. I mean, it held up for nine years through all the thrusting and everything else. It's... <laughs> I mean, I had to sew her leg on like maybe three or four times, but <laughs> everything else is still there. Well, her nose is a little crooked. I punched her. Uh, he was charged with dozens of crimes, all which dealt with the desecration of graves and human bodies. Uh, man, I'll post some of these pictures of some of these de- these dead Oh, it's so fucking weird. Uh, the neighbors were shocked. They were shocked. Nobody saw him carrying a roll of carpet the size of a human body. There was one dude. There was one dude. Went, Y'all didn't see him dragging yeah, all this I, shit. In I, this. I knew. I knew something was wrong. I've watched that man over the past 20 years drag at least 20 women dead in this apartment. The, home, the, uh, the neighbor said that uh, he was very quiet and he and his parents were very nice people. Uh, sure, there's a rancid smell uh, emanated from the apartment whenever the door was open, but the neighbor chalked it up to uh, the stink of something rots in a basement of all the local buildings. So I guess in Russia, in the basements, Just everywhere, smells like, smells like a dead person. Damn. Maybe because there's dead people in the basement. Probably so. Um, so it went on... Uh, Many articles were written to sensationalize the interest in deceased young women, which is disturbing, which I took for romantic and somewhat childish fantasies. And talented writer emphasized this was a this was an editor and a necrologist, um, Alexei Yison. He was uh, he was a writer. He described the historian to be to have quirks, but would not have imagined one quirk, uh, including the mummification of twenty nine women 29 women and girls in court he confessed to 44 counts of abuse of graves and dead bodies he said to the victim's parents you abandoned your girls and i brought them home and warmed them up i would have came off the fucking bench oh yeah i would have came after him will he ever go free you some of you may be asking well let me go ahead and give you a little heads up on that he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, sentenced to a time in a psychiatric psychiatric ward. I can't speak in the mornings. Following his sentencing, 
though as of September 2018, he was faced with an opportunity to continue psychiatric treatment at his home. The victim's family said, nah, son, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> One of the mothers of the first victims believe uh, that he should stay locked up for the rest of his life. He was a monster. And then that's a picture of the little girl. Yeah. Um, the creature brought fear and terror and panic into my life. I shudder to think what he would do if he had any freedom and what he wants to do with it. Uh, neither my family nor my families of the other victims will be able to sleep peacefully. He needs to be kept under surveillance. I insist on a life sentence. Only other medical supervision without the right of freedom uh, is what they were all saying. The local prospectors agree uh, with the assessment, and he's uh, now in his early 50s and improving. But he's still uh, in a psychiatric ward. He's improving, though. Yeah, yeah, he's making some real some real progress in there. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's assaulting people alive people well you think about now his parents have to live in this city so Ah, what do you do dude what do you do well his mom even said so since his prosecution several of his colleagues of course quit working with him of course (laughs) well his parents they now live in utter isolation as their community has ostracized them as should be his mama suggested that her and her husband should kill themselves well but her husband refused, and both are in pretty unhealthy condition. That's really sad. It how, really is. How unplugged are you from your kid to not know that he's fucking bringing dead people into the house and making mummies out of them? Oh, is that your new friend, Jimmy? <laughs> well, you know, he, he did say that um, he told authorities to don't bother reburying the girls too deeply as he will simply unbury them when he gets released. Yeah. <laughs> and and that there is your sign to keep his ass locked up. <laughs> it's still hard to grasp the scale of the sickening world of, of the work uh but for nine years he lived a mummified with my mummified daughter in his bedroom she only had her for i 10 only years. had her for 10 years he had her for nine i mean that's a good point that's fucking crazy dude why and look there and we got another teaser story uh carl tanzer well, you got Carl Tanzer, a Key West doctor who fell in love with a patient, and then he kept her corpse alive. Kept her corpse. I read that one a long time ago. And you got the Japanese man who loved women so much that he murdered. He loved a woman so much he murdered her, and then kept her body for a sexual keepsake. God, dude, the histories keep coming. The weirdos are coming out of the closet. Why would anyone bang an already dead person? I don't know. That's just. I can't even look at a dead person. Much less want to get it naked and yeah. Well, that reminds me of like a story. Put my swerve on it. I'm not trying. <laughs> I, I don't have any exact um, details of it, um, and I don't even know if it's true. But I heard a story some years ago about a lady who um, she goes to the hospital because she's having um, like a weird bacterial issue in her vagina. What? Or her husband's been going down on her. But apparently what the issue was the husband was going down on corpses and it got some kind of flesh-eating bacteria and had what? transferred that to his wife. What? From corpses. Yeah. I don't know how the validity of this is certainly in question, but you got to think of all the crazy shit that's happened. And then we make cartoons for kids to watch called Corpses Bride. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What the fuck does that say about society as a whole? I liked it. I can't. (laughs) I've seen it more than once. Well, Edward, man, I appreciate you getting up early with me this morning and getting this thing done. Uh, It's it's always good to see you. And uh, it kind of takes me back to the, you know, couple of what? I said two a year ago. Yeah, just me and you in here banging one out. So yes, sir. Not a dead person, but a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. so. Not a corpse. Not a corpse. podcast. Let me go ahead and clear that up right now. <laughs> Ed, have an awesome day at work, man. I will try to come in there and text message you while you're waiting on customers. And <laughs> thank you, buddy. Make you laugh do. out loud. Please do. And uh, I, I, when I did that, and just kind of give you a backstory. Ed worked somewhere in the service industry. Uh, and he was waiting on a customer that kept asking him a gazillion questions, and I was line in line waiting to get uh, get next. And she just kept asking dumb questions, so I started texting uh, Ed like, <laughs> "Get your shit and move on," like Nicholas Cage Dude, in I was Honeymoon in Vegas, trying to hold it together and while it, dealing wa- with this idiot. Watching Ed not laugh in this lady's face <laughs> made me start laughing in line, and the lady behind me thought I was a lunatic because I'm just laughing to myself, like, <laughs> like I sound like what Muttley on a. Uh, on fucking Dashley Dan cartoon, I was like, I don't know how the dog laughs. So, I have to tell you this before we get off. <laughs> All right. The other day, I had a gentleman. He's an older guy. He comes in and, and he shows me his phone and just tells me he needs to send something to this location. It was in Thailand. Oh no! And so I'm like, All right. Well, the the message above it, right above it. So he just shows me his phone. The message right above it says, "I bet you let him finger you too." That's what the message says. I'm reading. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And you're touching this guy's phone. Yeah. So I look at it and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have fun with this because that's who I am. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, no problem, man. So I'm looking. I'm looking. I turn the phone around back to him and I, I, I slide it his way and I pointed the message above the address. I said, is this address I'm sending it to? And pointed that explicit message. <laughs> He goes, no, no, hell no, it's not what the fuck I'm saying. He got mad at you. He got mad at me. That's like. My heart filled up with joy. Dude, this is, and I'll tell this real quick too. We we had an adjuster meeting one time and this guy showed up. He was one of the adjusters for one of the insurance companies. The roof was very dangerous. Like it had algae on it. Algae is growing on a slope. No matter what you got on, you will slide off. It's like a slip and slide. So, um. One of the guys that worked for me, he didn't give a shit. He'd climb, he'd climb anything. He didn't care. And so he, the guy's like, here, just take my phone up there and get some, get some photos of some damage. He's like, and I'll, I'll buy it if, if you show me, show me the good damage. So he gets up there and he's like, he unlocks the guy. He's like, what's your code to unlock your phone? And the guy tells him he unlocks it. And he's like watching porn. There's this blonde chick getting her back knocked out. And Brad, like, he's on the roof and he's holding the guy's phone and he like, Leans the phone down there to me, and I'm just, I mean, it's just a full-on porn video, this girl getting hammered. And uh, he looked at that guy, and he goes, hey, you want me to just save this screen and go to the next one where your camera's, oh, whoa, whoa, yo, no, no, you can just, you can cut that off. You can just cut it off. He was so embarrassed. And, and then he looks at me, and he goes, I mean, we do a lot of driving. You get bored. You understand, don't you? And I was like, no, sir, I don't sit in people's driveways and watch pornography. It's uh, not what I do here. And uh, yeah. Guess what? He bought that roof. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. He, he was our best friend. Yeah. And anytime we saw him out, I'd be like, "Hey, what's up? What you been watching?" You, I did. I was like, "What you been watching?" And he'd get real embarrassed, but then he'd buy the roof, like, because he, he didn't want us to turn him in. I guess I don't know. So I was like, "Motherfucker, I'll blow you up if you don't buy this roof." No, I'm That's just kidding. So- 
crazy. I'm not kidding. I would have. People answer. are fucked up. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. People are fucked I up. I imagine sitting in a neighborhood and you're just jogging past a dude in a, in a, a very, uh, like well known insurance company car, like wrapped. The car's like got their shit and all over it. And this dude's just watching, this dude's just watching this lady car. getting her back knocked out in his car. I mean, you're calling the cops. You're like, there's a pervert watching porn in my yeah. neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's insane, man. It's people crazy. People are fucking crazy. At least he wasn't fucking dead, people, and that's all I got for you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. And you ain't talking right.